Welcome to Big Boy Movies, a podcast about movies and the big boys who watch them. I'm one of your big boys, Matt Beebe. And I'm another one of your big boys, John George. And John, <laughs> this is really funny. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I'm, I'm, what are you laughing about? I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> hold on. It's really funny. Just let me get it out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of ending this podcast. Oh my god. That was <laughs> right? Am I right? Was that the was wait, was that a reference to the movie? What movie? Um that we saw. Oh, what was <laughs> I'm confused. Well, I was just like it's a joke cuz we're not we ending saw, the podca- podcast, so I thought uh, I it would be fun. it's like a joke on it's like a prank. That's it, but it's based I thought it was based off of I'm thinking of it's, ending things, the movie we saw for this week. Oh no, I was doing a no? prank like how Borat does oh. pranks. Oh my god! That was like yeah, a like I a guess. Borat kind of funny joke prank that that Borat does. Yeah, it was a lot less racist or you know, <laughs> you know, sort of political than a Borat joke. But I yeah, guess it was, yeah, I it was, was out there. I was going for more of like a soft core <laughs> Borat. You know, it's Borat's too sort of hard edge <laughs> for a lot of people. So I thought like yeah, a nice yeah. sort of sort of gentle Borat. <laughs> is what oh, I would yeah. do for it, this episode. So it wasn't it wasn't a reference to I'm thinking of ending things. It was a reference to the fact that Borat Two has apparently been filmed. Yes, it has been filmed <laughs> and screened somewhere for. I, I'm assuming yep. just for Sasha Baron Cohen in his house. <laughs> I'm jealous. I I wish I were Sasha Baron Cohen. Then I could have yeah. seen Borat Two. Then you could then you could have been, been Borat Two but... and also seen Borat Two. <laughs> Holy shit. Would be nuts. Do you think yeah, he calls himself? My brother's huge fan of Borat. Oh yeah. Do you think he calls himself so uh, Borat Two in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'm Borat Two. I'm Borat Two. Uh, my wife too. My wife. Th- this is my wife. This is too. my second wife. Because the first one died. Remember that funny part of the first movie? High five. <laughs> All right, Mark does say that he was legitimately concerned that we were canceling the podcast forever when um, I made my tweet this week. <laughs> I did tweet oh. um, this Friday. We were thinking of ending things. Yes. Um, which, yeah, our audience might not know. Like, immediately, Mark doesn't know what that movie is, and Cam the Third in our chat also doesn't know what that movie yeah, is. No so, one, yeah, I could see where the concern No one from. knows what this movie is, including the people who have watched it. So it, it has that going <laughs> against it. <laughs> This is a special episode of Big Boy Movies, as me and Bibi will be going mano y mano yeah. in the ring tonight. Yeah, we got a big I, ring. Marty's going to be the, you know how they have the girls who go up with like the cards that say what round it is? Marty's doing that for us mm-hmm. um, for every round. Mm-hmm. Their blood will be shed. Uh, I'm going to have that thing happen where they have to like do the cut above my eye to keep the blood out of my eyes. It's going to be really cool. Um, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a, spe- a, a special guest appearance by, uh, Bobby De Niro I'm as, so as the raging Bobby, bull too. Bobby to be there. He's going to be in the audience for sure. Yeah. Um, I think he bet big money on me tonight, BB. So, oh, watch well, uh, that's, that's too bad. Cause me and Marty already fixed the fight. So <laughs> picturing Martin Scorsese in a bikini. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, he looks amazing. Obviously. Yeah. He's fucking um, ripped, dude. You wouldn't guess it because he only wears sweaters, but Marty's got a six pack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got a fucking full on six pack. I hope tonight's debate is much like a Trump debate where you just go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Or I just say Mike a bunch of times. That is fake news. You are wrong. <laughs> and then I just sort of deflect the whole night and I sniff yeah, a lot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he called me old John or something. I have done more for big boy movies since Abraham Lincoln, and that is a fact. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You have done more for big boy movies than Abraham yeah. Lincoln, for sure. Uh, uh, definitely so. Although, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slaver, that's a, that's a big boy that's, movie right That's there. true. Yeah, we should he, review that movie. You want to do that one instead for this week? I haven't seen it, but uh, yeah, I can just make are. some shit up about <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Slayer. I saw it once and I was like, this movie's stupid. Oops, um, Mark oh, loves Mark that movie. <laughs> yeah, yikes. I'm so sorry, Mark. I remember when that came Bad out timing. like my sophomore year of high school and I was genuinely excited to see it. And then one of my friends saw it and was like, that movie was bad. And I was like, well, I guess I don't have to see it. And as it turns out, it was bad, except for Mark, who thought it was good. Except for Mark. I mean, Mark, Mark's, Mark's got a great taste in movies, though. So he does. I trust him. 
Um, did you watch any movies besides I'm Thinking of Ending Things? Or, I mean, you watched, uh, I guess you watched The Boys. I did watch, talk about that. we can Cover talk, that. we can both joint talk about The Boys. This is yeah, going to be our moment of did. unity before the gloves come off and we bare knuckle <laughs> brawl over I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Um, yeah. yeah, so uh, if you're familiar with John's streams, he's been doing watch parties of the first season. Uh, I watched the first season last year when it came out. And uh, season two just started. I've watched the first three episodes. The fourth episode came out today, but I have not had a chance to watch it. Um, so spoiler spoiler free for John and everyone who's still catching up with the boys. Uh, it's still good. I, I think all of the themes that are really strong in season one are still present. The storylines that they're following are interesting. I think my main thing about season two is that it just doesn't have quite the same amount of of its hooks in me as the first season because the first season is so great because um it's it introduces you to this world and the concept is so strong of like this is literally like the anti-marvel movie it's the anti-dc it's um like superheroes are complete assholes and how do we how how could we kill them? And more so, how do we kill a giant corporation built on superheroes, which I think is even more interesting. Um, so that's season one. And then season two, it's like, because I already know all this stuff and I'm not actively discovering the world as much, I'm not like as into it. That being said, season one was a very high bar. So I still really like season two. Okay. Yeah. It can happen sometimes with season twos of shows for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm three episodes in, as you mentioned, BB, to the first season, not the second. And I am watching them on my Twitch, so if anyone wants to watch along with me, go ahead. It's at random, basically. It's whenever I'm free, so I don't have like a set schedule on this shit. But um, so far, I really like it. I really, I mean, you, everyone's been telling me to watch the show since it came out. Don't know why I, I didn't ever get around to it. But I think it's mainly because I just have it. It's because I'm so far behind on shows that I'm like, well, I would watch The Boys, but I still have to watch like Fargo season three. I still have to watch this show and this show um, because I just put I just push off shows so much more than movies. Yeah. Uh, but but finally got to it and I really like it so far. It's super entertaining. Um, I like uh, the main characters we're following. Um, I, I like the boys. Yeah, they're pretty. The chill. boys are great. Carl Urban <laughs> is is yeah. I don't want to say he's underrated, but he's every time he's in something, you're like, Carl Urban is so good. Why don't we see him more? Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever watched Dread, Carl Urban's Dread movie? No. I would recommend it. It's it's That, I would say, is genuinely an underrated movie. Um, Dread's super, yeah. super fun. It's really visually interesting, and Carl Urban just kills it as Judge Dread. He's like so committed to the role that he refused to take his helmet off during filming because that's how Judge Dredd is. Um, so you don't even realize it's him for a lot of the movie. But yeah, I, I would say nice. if you have extra time, like Dredd is definitely worth watching. Yeah, I might check that out. I do be, I remember being recommended that by someone else too. Um, but yeah, so far it's so good. I mean, I, I'm all about the message. Mm-hmm. Freaking love it. <laughs> um, as someone who obviously is not the biggest fan of superhero movies it's it's very fun to watch for me on those parts yeah um but yeah it's also super fun watching honestly i'm glad i can watch it on twitch i'm watching it with like six or seven people consistently in my twitch chat which is super fun i didn't expect it to be as fun yeah um way better than just watching it alone which is my other option so oh that's funny i actually feel like i prefer to watch stuff like that alone to sort of uh yeah take it in also kazakin says as someone who loves superhero movies i enjoy it a lot yeah i i also think i think it came at exactly the right time where i love superheroes i'm literally wearing my batman shirt today um <laughs> and i'm like a hundred percent suffering from superhero fatigue from all these marvel movies and all these awful dc movies um and so having this show that's about superheroes but consistently taking shots at them you're like yeah, this is what I need right now. This is like the palate cleanser of... Uh, I agree. Like, oh, superhero stuff doesn't have to be huge in corporate, and we can make fun of that. Uh, so, yeah, I really like that about the show. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Hope, hopefully some good shit happens, but so far I'm pretty... Oh, yeah, that first season is so good. Pretty caught. Yeah, it's it's looking good. 
it's looking like it's going to shape up to be a good one here. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, but other than that, nothing really. I'll touch briefly on I've been playing the Avengers video game that just came out. Um, as well as Anthony Hawk's professional skateboarding, but that one doesn't really have a story to talk about. That's just great. I'll, I'll tell you what, if you're, cho- if you have to decide between Marvel's Avengers and Tony Hawk's pro skater one plus two, go with, go with Tony Hawk. It's cheaper and it's also a better game. Um, <laughs> so that being said, speaking of superheroes, the Avengers video game is fine. It's like the most fine game you're ever going to play. It's not going to blow your world apart. <laughs> the story's incredibly generic as far as Avengers stuff goes. Um, the gameplay is also kind of generic. And also there's only like one level. The entire game takes place in like science labs, uh, which gets kind of grating after a while when you realize that every single mission other than a few key story missions is in these like exact same looking science labs. You're like, can I be anywhere else, please? Like, <laughs> I like the Avengers. I like kicking and punching people as an Avenger, but can I be somewhere else? Um, that's so boring after a while. I yeah. mean, that's a great... That's such a that's such a big part of video games to me. Yeah. Especially like Mario games, like Zelda games, is like how different the environments are everywhere you go. <laughs> I just make it all in a science lab, like it's, one of the worst environments. It's because the main antagonist of the game is Modok, who he's just like a dude with a big head. I won't go into it, but he, he has a company called AIM, and AIM bought Stark Industries and converted all of their labs and stuff into... Uh, into just you know, different labs so every almost every level is in or around an aim lab and so at a certain point i'm just like let me be somewhere else there there are some story missions that don't take place in aim labs that i think are actually like the most fun and exciting parts of the game but for the most part uh mark is asking should he get it i want to say mark uh you should get it on ps4 so i have someone to play with um because <laughs> i think co-op would be super fun but i can't also like recommend someone i'm not personally friends with to buy it just to play it with me <laughs> alex is here so we can actually start the podcast alex we've been waiting for you this whole time yeah so i'm glad you're here uh it's because science is evil john george get your tin get your tin foil i will and i have it in my back pocket at all times john uh, you're not gonna awful. it is the devil and it is fake yeah Jeez. you're not john i told you you can't keep going off on science on these episodes you're going to alienate so many people. I know you hate science and all of its discoveries and findings, but you're going to you're going to really drive these people away. They're legit are people who are just like science in general is evil. Yeah. Just the idea of science. If you follow bad. the big boy movies post shows that we do, I've been giving updates on uh, that one guy I went to high school with who hates science, which I'll give another update on tonight because there have been some wild yes. developments. But uh, this is why you have to be. This is why you have to watch it live. Yeah. Right? If you, you watch live, you get a post show. Car. You car listen. You listen to podcasts in the car. Come on, what are you doing? No, that's watch actually good. I listen to big boy movies in my car a lot, um, and also oh, okay. other podcasts. But <laughs> yeah, if you have yeah, the yeah. chance to watch live, uh, watch live because we do a post show where we hang out with the chat, and it's very fun. And we answer your questions. And we personally, I, I sometimes I give people cash. Yeah, Legit, John just, just throws cash into the, it's weird. Usually people <laughs> give the streamer money, but this is the other, John's a streamer that gives the people money. He's a, mm-hmm. a benevolent God. I'm being told that I can't decide if I hate the troops or science more. And yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> tough one. Yeah, both of them. I wish science killed the troops more often. Um, that'd be nice. Then I could like science. Um, oh, yeah. I watched a Ryan Johnson film this week as well. Wow. The, uh, the man who ruined yeah. Star Wars? Yep. I watched a movie that he made um, called Brick from 2005 starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. And um, I didn't. So I did not know that this was going to be um, a film noir take here I, I i was very surprised yeah when uh all these high schoolers were talking like they were in the 40s um, <laughs> and i was like oh this is a film noir thing uh, but i have so i couldn't i gave it three and a half stars but i feel like i cannot fully enjoy this film until i've actually seen other film noir movies because i've just legit seen none yeah so i feel like i feel like the first film noir i see should not be a 2005 film noir 
that's clearly like um, dedicating itself to the genre of, pre- of previous films mm-hmm. that I just have not seen at all. Yeah. Um, so I gave it three and a half stars for I, I still enjoyed the story, despite me like not understanding any of the references. Or, I, I know the general like themes of film noir and how they talk and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely want to rewatch this movie after I watch like Casablanca and all the, uh, uh, the big ones, you know, mm-hmm. which I have not seen. Yeah. Yeah. Brick is definitely on my list, but I have not gotten around to that one yet. Yeah, it's good. I liked it. My family was very weirded out by how all these high schoolers are just like <laughs> doing crazy shit. Basically, um, uh, they very much are acting like adults, and just like it just jumps right into it. Honestly, yeah, like, it's just immediately like it's so hard to keep up with because it just jumps right into it, and you're like, oh, I got to start keeping up with the mystery here. I have no clue what's happening. Yeah, um, so I, I do think it's I, I think it's pretty good. All right. Uh, definitely want to rewatch yeah um i want to give a quick announcement i mentioned this on our post show last week but um i've decided that uh for a little bit of audience engagement uh and i i checked this recently and it doesn't look like anyone did it but uh if you um goodbye mark if you Uh, go on to Apple Podcasts and rate our podcast five stars and leave a Critics Corner worthy review. I will feature it on the show (laughs) as part of Critics Corner. Uh, That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like disparage our show or like shit on it in the review. Obviously, you're going to be rating it five stars. Um, But yeah, I I just want to put that out there because I think that'll be fun. Uh, if you've listened to this show, you have an idea of what a Critics Corner worthy review is. Uh, there are a few examples of ones that are positive reviews as well. So if you want to leave like a positive review that's in the style of Critics Corner, um, yeah. So yeah, not, not necessarily five stars. This show is absolute. Yeah, shit. that's what I want to avoid because if on the off chance anyone like shows up on our page and sees that, um. They, yeah. they might be turned just off like but you know <laughs> i just want something something that just like makes you seem dumb obviously yeah like that's what critics corner that's what <laughs> critics corner people... is all about we were just talking about it earlier how like people on metacritic constantly bring up wh- how high their iq is so if you want to say like big boy movies for high iq listeners only or something like that um but yeah be creative uh this will this will help us a little bit and it'll get you guys involved with the show which is something that i've wanted to try and do for a little while now so yeah that's my formal announcement uh if you leave I, I will try and check the reviews every week if you leave a five-star review and a critics corner worthy written review we will feature it on the show yeah i'm, I'm excited for that get some yeah. i know we have some very creative fans out there so i think we're yeah. gonna get some good ones um with that should we just get into should we start thinking of ending things here? yeah i get i i would love to start thinking of ending things i'm already tired like thinking about this discussion <laughs> okay alex already pitched like a rick and morty fan-esque review that he's gonna leave yeah. so i'm down <laughs> um but yeah this is okay so i'm thinking of ending things here um i i mentioned to bb earlier in the week that i think this would be very hard to non-spoiler review uh, personally because um and i did tell bb bb just watched it today Mm -hmm. and i told him if he wants i can tell him because i don't think i would be very impressed if anyone watched this film and knew exactly what was happening yeah (laughs) i think i think it's almost a 100 percent rate unless you've read the book um that you just don't know what this is yes um so i i think a big reason i like this movie a lot depends on a big spoiler of this film okay um well i think you're wrong that we can't give a spoiler free impression Uh, i'm gonna start the conflict off early i I think i can give a spoiler review (laughs) free review um so i'm thinking of ending things is a movie about a young woman who is dating a man who is going to visit the man's parents for the first time and it very quickly devolves into a into magical realism uh, and very just like surreal impressionist kind of scenes of relationships and life and it's 
extremely boring. Um, <laughs> that's subjective. That that's the overview. My my impression is that way this movie is two hours and fourteen minutes, which I did not realize going in. Uh, I texted John as soon as I started it and being like, "Oh shit, I didn't realize how long this was." Um, and then I immediately responded, "You're gonna hate this." <laughs> yes, and he was right, which is a credit to John George knows me well enough. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, my my impression is that like it's it's very obviously Charlie Kaufman. It's got a lot of similarities to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which I think is the only other Kaufman movie that I really am familiar with. Um, but it's it's literally like the majority of the movie takes place in a car and it's two people talking about shit in the car and it's a lot of disparate stuff that kind of reveals their character um reveals relationship dynamics but it's also just constant talking half of this movie i feel like i listened to as a podcast while i played mario kart on my phone um because there's just so little going on that honestly alex you're right there were multiple times where I thought I'm thinking of turning off this movie. There was a point uh, in sort of the last hour where I genuinely considered texting you and being like, is it okay if I turn this off? Can we just review it that way? But I powered through the last hour because I was, I was dedicated. Um, It's, it's dedicated to the cast, baby. It is dense. It is confusing. It is overwritten. And, I, I don't want to say pretentious because I know a lot of people like this, um, but holy fuck. On my Letterboxd review, I called it uh, Get Out for Pretentious White People. Um, yes, I did see that. <laughs> so, um, sorry, all you Kaufman heads. I know there are a lot of dedicated Kaufman fans out there, but this one was yeah, not for I mean, me, and um, it was it was a slog to get through for me. I'm even the biggest Kaufman guy. I've only, I really like being John Malkovich in Eternal Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, Animal Lisa, I did not like that okay. much. Um, so I'm not the biggest Kaufman head. I do. <laughs> and I like, I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think so. <laughs> while watching this, I did watch this with my girlfriend. And um, it's kind and of. And now funny. she's ended lo- things. Yep. <laughs> um, but I, in the last 15 minutes, she got up, said to me, this movie is awful. Went to the bathroom, <laughs> missed the last 15 minutes, and then asked me to tell her what happened. Um, how am I supposed to explain it? I said, <laughs> I said, wait, <laughs> let me just watch a video and I can explain it, I guess. Um, and then um, she gave it four and a half stars on Letterboxd. And even I was like, what? Okay, you just you said you fucking hated this movie. Like even I know like knowing what it means does help a lot. But I don't think it should help you that much, to be honest. That's crazy. <laughs> she made it to the last 15 minutes. I got to, yeah. I looked at the clock and there were still like 55 minutes left in the movie. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this any longer. Like I might <laughs> die if I continue past, because I had already watched like what, an hour and 15 minutes at that point. So I was over halfway yeah. done and I was like ready to well, give up. The thing is, my she liked the car scene. I it was literally the last, um, like which I know the last act throws a lot of people off because it is weird as hell and out of nowhere. It makes no sense, and I think that's what got her. That's the she thing is, like likes, I don't mind surrealist like stuff. I don't mind like I don't either impressionist things. I think that's um interesting, but. Th- this movie presents itself in such a way that it's just incomprehensible. And, and I, I just can't latch on to something on that's purpose. it's on purpose though. B. But like, it if it's on purpose, on purpose, then like, it's not fun to watch on purpose. It's not good on purpose. Like I don't, I don't really follow that logic because there are lots of movies that are slow and impressionist. Uh, but to be so confusing and so, like beyond understanding on your first watch to have a movie that requires like a YouTube video to explain it to you. It's it has it not like kind of failed in its intention to communicate something to the audience to evoke some kind of emotion. I can see that, but I think if they explained it in the movie, it would ruin the movie in my opinion. Okay. But I I also see that as a weakness. (laughs) I know, but I just, I really do think, because it wouldn't make sense if they revealed this in the movie. It just wouldn't. Okay. They do reveal it in the book, but it, 
uh, uh, the book's different than than what he's going for in this movie. Um, but if we want to get into spoilers now, we yeah, can. I want to go to spoiler. I like it. BB doesn't like it. If you're not into, I agree with BB. If you're, <laughs> I guarantee most of my friends would hate this movie. I guarantee. I don't know. We were gonna have Tom on this episode because he was on our Eternal Sunshine. I don't even know if Tom would like this movie, and he loves Kaufman. Yeah, because I really do think it's this one's the hardest Kaufman to understand, in my opinion. Well, I haven't seen Syndicate New York, and apparently that's pretty hard to understand too. So maybe he would have liked it. I'm not sure. Um, we'll have to see later when his letterbox review comes out. Um, they revealed it in the book, and it's gory and gross. I know they revealed it in the book. I did not know how they do. Um, oh, but I imagine okay. Kaufman didn't want to go for however they revealed it in the book. Well, basically let's get into spoilers yeah i want to give my interpretation real quick before we you actually okay. tell me what it's about just because yeah, yeah, i want to sure. see how close i got i think that's a good idea um and i'm i'm almost certain i'm wrong is the thing like i i think i'm almost 100 percent incorrect um but also it's art so my interpretation is valid either way uh Very true. so what i was getting as we were going sort of into the end of the movie is from what i can tell what I was picking up and I'll reveal why I think I'm wrong is that it feels like the movie sets itself up as this girl's going to visit the dude's parents for the first time. And she's thinking of ending things and she has basically decided once they're done with this trip, she's going to break up with him. Um, But then they get to the parents' house and everything's super screwy and time is clearly like fluctuating back and forth. The parents are young and then they're old and then they're middle-aged and it's all over the place. And no one seems to really be reacting like time has changed or passed or gone crazy. Um, it, it all kind of, it just mashes together and no one's alarmed. The, the girl is kind of alarmed, but she's not alarmed in the correct way of like, holy shit, why is time going crazy? Um, and she's also like, well, here's the thing. I don't know if she's a quantum physicist because like everyone apparently is the quantum physicist. Um, <laughs> so what I think is happening is that this is like we're seeing multiple visits, like multiple trips to the parents' house um, non-linearly. Like the first car ride we see is actually multiple car rides Um that happen over time, uh, but it's all presented as one car ride there. And then the visit at the house is multiple visits at the house um, that happen years, like different years, um, and that the relationship actually dragged on way beyond the first visit. And so we're seeing her visit for the first time, but we're also seeing the visit when his parents are like old and dying and have dementia. And then it's the same thing for the return trip. I think I'm wrong um, because there's also these illusions that her and her boyfriend are like the same person um, and that their lives are exactly the same because there's a point where they say, she says, I'm studying quantum physics. And then he says, he's a quantum physicist. She said she grew up in an apartment. And then she says, oh no, I grew up on a farm, even though he grew up on a farm. There's that picture yeah. where he says, oh, it's me. But she's like, no, that's me. So that became very confusing, and so I don't know how that necessarily works. And then I also thought that the janitor character was actually Jesse Plemons in the future, and that was his, like, dead-end life, that, like, he eventually just ended up as a janitor, even though he wanted to be more, um, which also gets confusing, because as far as we can tell, the janitor murders Jesse Plemons in some way. Um, And I couldn't tell if that was supposed to be metaphorical, like janitor jesse plemons murders younger one who has aspirations um and now only sad fat like loner jesse plemons is left but i don't think that's really it um that that, that is actually close that's part of it that's true okay okay then i picked up that correctly so he is he is like the janitor that's his future He is the janitor okay so i was right about that technically well i would say jesse plemons's character is a more is (laughs) is a lot better than the actual character, the janitor, because based this whole movie takes place in the janitor's head before he is about to die, before he decides to kill himself. Okay. Um, this whole movie, Jesse Buckley's character, of course, has like 50 different names. She's credited as young woman. She's not real. He made her up. Okay. Even and though she does have a name in the movie. 
it switches like three times. They call her Louisa a few times though, don't they? They call her Lucy. They call her Louisa. They call her. They call her mm. a bunch of different names. And she gets calls um, from someone with those names too, multiple times. Yes. Um, so basically, the whole thing is a, a delusion of this old man who is beyond sanity, ready to just end life, depressed, lonely. That is why he's. It's the final song he sings is "Lonely Room." I've seen people say like you need to see Oklahoma to see this movie. I, I wouldn't say you need to, like I think that's a huge clue. Him singing "Lonely Room" at the end, okay, is a huge clue. But I wouldn't. I would say there's other clues, like BB said, the clue of them being the same person is supposed to be a very big one. Because okay, the book, there's also the clue of him saying like, "Oh, I recognize the high school kids who who were in yeah. the production of Oklahoma, and now they work at the grocery store." And also the girls mm-hmm. who work at that ice cream place, which is like fucking, I was so mad in that scene. I was like, who the fuck gets ice cream in the middle of a blizzard? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you? And then they didn't even eat it. They didn't even finish the fucking ice cream. They barely, they, they got it. And then they were like, you know what? This is an awful idea. I don't really want this. Ice yeah, cream. no shit. It's a blizzard. <laughs> This was an awful idea. And then he just kept panicking. He was like, I really got to throw these away. Like, yeah. I, just, I feel bad. Um, But yeah, I, there's so many Easter eggs in this movie after watching it. I still have been watching videos that have been coming out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, But in that scene itself, I've seen like a take on the movie where it's not necessarily about the janitor itself, but it's actually more of a story about a, uh, um, Jesse Buckley's character as a fantasy, fa- as a fantasy, someone who's being created in someone's mind, trying to escape the fantasy, basically. Oh, um, which is another interesting weird take. But the ice cream lady's basically saying, you know, you don't have to keep going, um, which is a hint to her that she doesn't have to keep being in this fantasy. Oh, um, she she can leave. Um, but it's also a hint towards the janitor it's also like sort of towards the janitor himself, her yeah. like saying, Hey, you don't need to keep going. And as in, you don't need to keep living. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a nuts. I was like, Oh shit. When I looked it up, I was like, Oh, things make a lot more sense to me now. Okay. So made the whole thing was the, uh, just so I'm clear, the whole thing was a, the janitor's sort of fantasy about a life that he never lived. Um, and I'm thinking of ending things as not the relationship, it's his life. Yes, it's um, the ending his life. It's a double. And it's what, like, could have been, double. right? Because at the end, he wins the Nobel Prize on the high school stage. And, mm-hmm. like, I, he's a janitor, so he's not a Nobel Prize winner. But I guess he could have been in his mind. Yeah, it's it's basically just his final final fantasy the video game final yeah fantasy. it's his final fantasy 7 yes <laughs> see if um, fucking final fantasy that title card had come up at the end i would have been hype <laughs> if cloud strife had showed up honestly this is a final fantasy 7 yeah movie, you the know? movie it ends and then it goes dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like oh yeah okay <laughs> that would be such a big twist Okay, now I get it. Yeah, Honestly, that's like some fucking Kojima shit. Is at the end we found out this was like a Silent Hill game. Yep. <laughs> this it's is the new like PT. His, it's Kaufman's take on how Final Fantasy VII was confusing as hell. <laughs> Everyone's just like, oh, yeah, you're right. Actually, it was very Dude, confusing. I didn't get that, that at all. <laughs> um, he says the speech. Okay, so yeah, Kaz is mentioning... Um, all the little stuff in the movie that is taken from other media. Um, and I looked it up and basically Kaufman had this speech at a college actually, where he went on about how much media affects who we are. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I think this is basically the movie where he decided like, okay, that's what this is going to be about. Yeah. They do make a lot of references um, to that. Like in the beginning, they talk about jumping off the train and him being like, oh, I guess I get that stupid idea from a movie because obviously if you jumped yeah, off yeah. the train, you would die. But in movies, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And basically every everything happening in the janitor's mind is very movie-esque and has been taken from or taken from a part of his life. And most of the things taken from his life are from movies, poems, a movie, a review of a movie. <laughs> like it's just all all over the place media references basically 
Yeah. Uh, but it's even sh- even shown through like the janitor watching that fake fake movie yeah i actually that was the one thing i did look up before the end of the movie because it credits robert zemeckis as the director and i'm like seems like a movie he legit would do (laughs) so we're like oh like not really though if i'm being honest not really um no i just thought it was funny i looked it up so apparently what happened with that was uh there was no credited director it was a fake movie within the movie and then apparently an assistant editor just put in directed by robert zemeckis as a joke and kaufman thought it was so funny that he left it in yeah. Um, which was the thing I laughed ask, at. They had yeah. to ask Zemeckis, but Zemeckis said yes. Yeah, it was just it was funny to me because I was like, "What the fuck?" There's no way Robert Zemeckis. I haven't seen that. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is funny. Um, what was I gonna? Jesus. Oh, the paint. Cos mentions the painting as well, and that scene's very confusing and weird, obviously, because Jesse Buckley is showing showing the parents all her paintings and then she goes downstairs and apparently they're all Jake's paintings um, or Jake. <laughs> she goes downstairs and all the paintings are the same as hers. And then they're gone um, from her phone. Like she didn't paint them at all. Yep. Um, Which makes sense. Cause this is happening in Jake's head. Yeah. And there's also the thing where like she's going through and made. like she finds all the high school shirts. And then you see later the janitor is wearing the, yep. those same shirts. Yeah, they're supposed to be. Um, it's it's. I think it's paintings, either paintings he made or paintings he liked. I don't know which one it is, um, because his mom does mention that that he painted at some point. So I assume it's paintings he. I haven't seen those paintings before. I'm assuming it's paintings he made himself. I think the deal was it was because they were posters hung up on the wall with paintings, like you can get prints at an art gallery. So my guess is that you know when he was younger, he probably got those paintings those prints in an art gallery and then tried to make paintings like those. And obviously none of them were uh, as good. And I think that sort of leads into the sort of dead end nature of his, his shitty janitor life. Yeah. Well, basically also when I found out the me, what actually was happening in this film, I got very sad. I was like, well, that's just sad. <laughs> this whole movie, I was just inside an old lonely man's head and then he kills himself. And then I rewatched the scene where he he definitely dies of hypothermia in his car and i'm i watched it with with this new meaning rewatched with this new meaning and i was so sad like i couldn't watch it this time i was like he's legit just dying oh well i i figured he was having like a heart attack or something in that scene he gets completely naked and then follows the horrible pig cartoon through the school it is hypothermia apparently that is a symptom of hypothermia as you get yeah you think you're so hot that you just take off your whole all your clothes yeah like you, you start to feel burning. really hot um because it's so cold but huh, yeah i'm gonna say i'm gonna say you know i don't think i'm having the same reaction as your girlfriend i don't think i'm changing the score because okay, that's fine i'm surprised my girlfriend had that reaction to be honest i it makes more sense i suppose but the act of watching it was not pleasant enough like just because i i have a better idea of what's happening there now doesn't mean that I'm yeah, going to go back and watch like 45 minutes of car ride conversations about nothing. Yeah. Um, and there's <laughs> so much just like, cause like you can tell this is a Charlie Kaufman movie cause everyone's talking all the time and no one talks like a human person. Everyone's talking in this like <laughs> heightened, like clearly highly scripted writer way. Um, there's a the whole thing where they're talking about a movie and I zoned out and I don't remember what movie it was. They were referencing and she starts smoking a cigarette um, out of nowhere. And she starts talking with this like transatlantic accent while she's criticizing the movie um, and going on and on and on about this movie. And then the con- that conversation just ends. And I'm like, are we done? And then some other conversation starts. Um, <laughs> so it's it, there. There is just so much. The, the only part I liked about the movie was the Tony Collette parts. Uh, where she was playing the freaky mom who had the crazy laugh and had tinnitus. Um, but yeah, great model, you're, well, you're correct. Life is, when you are in a long car ride, sometimes you do have long rambling conversations, but that's not a movie. When I sit, when I'm on a road trip with someone <laughs> and we have a long conversation about fucking Batman or whatever, I don't think to myself, man, someone should make a movie about this um, <laughs> because that would be a terrible movie. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I'm on the opposite end. I do like movies more similar to life, but I do. I found, I found the car ride to be very similar to like 
to thoughts I've or dreams I've had too. And this is supposed to be a dream-esque thing, I guess. <laughs> because it should be high. That's fair. You it know what? Should I'll, be. Yes. I'll take that criticism that what we're it's doing right now you. is a long rambling conversation. <laughs> um, I'm going to argue that this conversation is more entertaining than those ones, though. You can understand what we're what's happening here. Yeah. I mean, it's because the same car had you. I, I'm with you, cause, but it is subjective. And I can totally like people who don't. There's so many. I think a majority of people would find the car ride scenes boring. I agree. I agree with BB there. Like I can see that it was I think it was perfect timing, honestly, because there hasn't been a movie quite like this this year. And I think I was just missing it a lot. Um, I was missing a movie that was just like not actioning and I could just like sit there and not care about anything but a movie for a while. So I think it came out at a perfect time for me personally. But if I were like BB and had to watch this right before the podcast in a hurry and I was like trying to hurry, like speed run the movie, yeah. I'd be like, God, this is taking <laughs> Dude, so long. I need to go to the fucking I'm thinking of ending things speed run discord and find some of the big glitches <laughs> for this because I think that would really help. Be like, Absolutely. All right, guys. So uh, this one coming up, it's called the uh, car ride skip. And so what you do is you hit X. It's a frame perfect maneuver. You hit X and then square right away and you actually skip. <laughs> 20 minutes of the movie that way uh it's it's frame perfect it's really hard to do but i i practice it a lot um but yeah and and the thing is i don't even i'm not going to argue that the scene the car ride scenes were boring i think they actually did a really good job of mixing up the camera angles and doing some interesting shots um i really like the camera angle where it was from an angle on the driver's side and so they framed it up where when you see the girl you don't see jesse plemons because the sort of like part of the windshield is in the way and then they flip over and then it's just Jesse Plemons and that same part of the windshield is blocking uh, the young woman. Uh, I thought that was a really interesting shot. I just found the conversations grating because it, and this is like mean and I don't like being mean about this stuff, but this movie, especially those scenes felt like, you know, those articles that are like, we made an AI watch a hundred hours of, of this kind of YouTube video and make its own <laughs> script. It felt like an AI was forced to read like a thousand pages of like freshman level poetry books. And then they were like, now make a, now have the AI make a movie. And the AI was like, okay, so a movie is two people talking in really complex language in really dense ways. <laughs> And and that's what my movie is because that's all I know because I'm the AI who consumed all this stuff. Yeah, so that's so. I, yeah, that's <laughs> how it felt to me. I was just like annoyed by these people. I'm like, you're just two people in a car. You don't have to talk to each other this way. Who are you trying to impress? Me? I'm not impressed. Yeah, I was also pissed when we made AI read Olive Garden and like those tweets were fake. I was like, God, these AIs are so funny. But apparently, <laughs> it's just people wrote those. Like, come on. Yeah. Um <laughs> but I I don't know. I maybe I'm I remember as a child when I would fantasize about conversations with girls cuz I was bad at, at talking <laughs> to girls for a very yeah. long time in my life. That's I fair. thought it was pretty I thought it was pretty similar to um what the janitor is imagining here. I would just randomly interject like some random shit that I was obsessed with at the time and have the girl like be interested in it or something. Like I, I felt like that was kind of obviously I didn't know. Obviously, this is stuff I thought about post. I didn't like during it. I didn't know what was happening. No, I think that's entirely fair. I think like looking at it as this sort of really socially awkward kind of guy trying to imagine what even like talking to a girlfriend would be like. Um, that does make sense that their conversations wouldn't flow as naturally as as two people who are actually dating. Yeah. Um, but still don't make me watch that uh <laughs> it's interesting yeah it's interesting the it's car, it's interesting yeah. to think about i'll give you that it is definitely something that is interesting to think about but i <laughs> i would not argue it's not a fun movie <laughs> and movies don't have uh, to be fun but jesus um if tony collette had been in the back seat i'll tell you what <laughs> that, then i then you have a movie then i'm all in um a lot of people really yeah a lot of people like the family part. I think the family part's great. It's not one of my favorite parts, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, lo- I think the last act is my favorite part because I think that was the only part I actually extremely liked when I didn't know what was happening. 
Um, I thought it was still super beautiful. It, no matter the meaning I was putting behind it at that point, it was still beautiful to that meaning I was having. So I was like, oh, this is especially like the dream ballet part. Which apparently is another. Yeah, the, immediately so I was like, I know why John likes this. It's because this is just fucking La La Land. It's ripped <laughs> yep. off La La Land. Except at the end of La La Land, I knew what the ballet was about. Uh, but I also like Jesse Plemons singing, singing as well. I thought that was funny. Yeah, he did a um, great job singing. Um, and yeah. I thought it was funny that everyone was in like terrible old age makeup, like they would do <laughs> for a high school play. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. Um, but at that point, I was just so lost. In, in what was even happening that I was like, I guess I'm just here now. I'm just here to listen to Jesse Plemons sing because I can't, I'm like beyond even caring enough to decipher what any of this could mean. Also just comes after a scene where like the janitor is naked following this cartoon pig. Yes. To, to this moment. And it's just like, oh God, blocking yeah. his junk luckily enough. But um, yeah, well, what was the, oh yeah, you mentioned in the car the different shots like it's some now that I think about it like some shots like it seemed like Jesse Buckley was starting to realize like she's in something <laughs> like she kept like looking behind at the camera yeah I noticed there. that she would look back a lot um and and, and there are she, like at one point the actresses swap in the car like I know she yes became, she became the, the character from the Robert Zemeckis film yeah for one second and I was like what the f- <laughs> that is yeah. not Jesse Buckley also, both their names are Jesse. Just wanted to point that out for anyone. That is weird, realize. yeah. Um, maybe that was a hint to them being the same person. Because in the book, the reveal is more like they're the same person, is what I've heard. Um, that it's that they like collide or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. Who was in the chat that said they knew? I think Kaz knows the exact ending. Maybe he can let us know. But that's all yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, and there's the hint that... Um, uh, Jesse Plemons can hear all of her thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is is weird because he's constantly pretending like he doesn't, or or like he'll hear them and she'll deny and he'll be like, "Okay, I guess I didn't hear your thoughts." Cos <laughs> um, says the reveal in the book is they basically say they're the same person, and the woman kills herself, killing them both. As far as I know, I could be wrong. Okay, well that's not uh, any simpler. <laughs> yeah. No. um still doesn't like fully reveal like that the whole thing is a janitor's dream basically yeah um which is sad god i don't want to be a lonely janitor i feel bad for the janitor yeah such a poor guy for him reminds me of the always sunny arc where charlie becomes a janitor should watch that that's a good that's a good (laughs) episode of television um but yeah that's that's also the reason i think I, i just don't I've seen, I've seen, argue, I, I, I think a big argument that might come out of this is like, should it have been in the film, the twist? But I kind of agree with it not being, I don't, I don't think his own, I don't think it was a twist to the janitor. I think he knew that was his thoughts. I don't think it would have included the twist in his thoughts. So I think it would have yeah. dampened it and made it sort of a weird moment. Um, I, I don't think it's a twist to him. I think he knew that he was imagining all this. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't think it was necessarily like like I picked up clearly I picked up enough to understand that Jesse Plemons and the janitor were the same and they were sort of living different lives in different times. Um but I was waiting for like something to happen and obviously it it doesn't. Um <laughs> it, like the the two main characters kind of exit the movie and we have this janitor pickup truck moment i guess i should have thought more about how that truck was still covered in snow in the morning uh while the credits were rolling uh but i think at that point i was just so ready to turn it off so it's i i want to see i want to meet someone who understands this movie fully who has not read the book yeah first watch i don't i I don't know if it's it's possible I think he threw in, he just threw in so many misdirections. Like it's jumbled. It's a mind. So it's jumbled as hell. (laughs) Like it's so hard. It's not even like the misdirection was thrown in. It's just, there's no through line. There's no, nothing that like links it all together. You know, I, I compared it to get out. Um, obviously partially because it's about meeting someone's parents for the first time. Um, but what's so amazing about get out and get out is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, 
is that all of this weird shit is happening in the house and at the party in the neighborhood. And you're like, what is going on here? And then you just have the one reveal and get out and it all clicks together. And everything that didn't make sense before just comes together. And obviously the movie's just more interested in being entertaining. Um, but this one doesn't even come close to that. It has a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense and it continues not to make sense all the way up to the very end. And then it's on you to figure it out. Um, and it's on you to figure it out to the point where you probably have to break it down scene by scene and make a lot of inferences on what's going on because it, it just doesn't have all the information that's needed within the text of the movie. Yeah, I would never compare this movie to Get Out, to be honest. I know that's similar in one way, but I just think it's just completely, completely different. I know it's got yeah. boy. It's just it wants to do something completely different than Get Out wants to do. Clearly, no, it's it has completely different theming. I'm saying like contextually, it's similar, and the sense of like mystery it creates, at least in the beginning, is similar. Um, because at the beginning it's presenting itself as like something is deeply wrong here what is it and to not give that answer is not incredibly satisfying I'd assume for most people yeah makes sense I was getting more I was comparing it more to the lighthouse because it was long conversations and there was like a there was like a creepy thing of like okay there's something happening yeah which is what Uh, I felt but even the lighthouse Give, gives you something obviously on top of the lighthouse being like extremely funny and and like thrilling which this movie is not um the lighthouse gives you something to latch onto, and it's easier to think about the lighthouse because even if you don't realize that the the lighthouse is based on greek mythology um you can sort of give that idea of like what was willem defoe seeing in the light you can make that interpretation you can make the interpretation of you know, is Robert Pattinson insane or not? There, There's no question of who these people are or what they're doing there. The question in... There, there are so many more questions to be had and I'm thinking of ending things to the point where I don't... You're like too stressed and tired to even seek the answers to that. But I legit think it's just one answer. It's literally just one answer and then the entire movie made sense to me. Way, made way more sense to me. It's literally just one answer you need. Yeah, I, I, what I'm I, arguing is that the only reason you have that answer is because you Googled it, which is, which is not fine. something we're, you have to do with the lighthouse. We're in 2020. You can Google things. That's, Kaufman knew it. If Kaufman made this movie in the 90s, he there's no way he would have. Like, he would have added the twist. He, no one could look it up. But he I don't think that that's necessarily could. how you should approach Like, this isn't Minecraft. It's not like crowdsourced community, let's figure this out. This is a standalone movie. I that think I am supposed to draw inferences off of and and interpret this art. And if I just can't do that, like someone else telling me, like explaining the joke, that doesn't make the joke funnier, right? Yeah, I guess so. I just don't think, I don't know. I think movies with twists sometimes get old. Like the twist is the big thing. And then when you know the twist after a while, you're just like, like with Fight Club specifically for me, the Fight Club has just like wore me out at this point. Like at first it was like super insane to me and then i would now like on my fourth rewatch i was like okay this movie's not that good actually um <laughs> it was just the twist that made me so excited and um i don't know i just don't i think i i like kaufman's choice here cos mentioned netflix replay like this movie was made for netflix as well i think kaufman wanted netflix on purpose as well I just think it was i easily just put it right back on and watched the third act again basically right when i was done um and enjoyed it a lot more um i understand you can do do your four rewatches of this movie and tell me how it's (laughs) it's still super good after four times um i mean i think i think it will be i think it's gonna be i think it's there's an insane different perspective the second time you watch um that's that you just never would have expected that perspective to be there um but there's like even hearing like people saying now like it's about jesse buckley's character more than like i feel like there's just so much in it and so many different characters in it that you're you're not wrong there is a lot in it there is a there are a million billion things in it um that's why i think it's fucking good i think it's i think it's well put together very well put together yeah i think direction 
it's almost like it's weird because Charlie Kaufman isn't much of a director, but I'd also say like a lot of the directing and cinematography and stuff like that is stuff that I liked and I thought was interesting. Um, I think it was honestly mostly the story and the writing that just really just put me off uh, to the point where I just didn't want to continue watching. Yeah, makes sense. I think it's I think it's a good argument to have. I think I think it's a very interesting debate honestly like is yeah. is it better without is it better with the twist or without it should it should you have to google this thing does it yeah does it make it worse if you have to google it um i like that no i think, I, I think it's also an interesting debate like i again i said it before art subjective so like <laughs> it's not like yeah. there's an answer here um but yeah it's uh it's just a lot and i didn't expect and to be fair to you, and and you made mentioned this before, I my day as it stands was <laughs> I woke up, I did my workout, um, I played Tony Hawk for an hour, and then I had a uh, a meeting with my 3D modeling instructor because I'm taking 3D modeling classes right now, and we meet on Fridays. Uh, and then I had to go grocery shopping, and as I was grocery shopping, I was like, oh, shit, I got to watch that movie. And I'm like, oh, whatever. It's probably like 90. It's like a Netflix movie. It's it's a drama. It's probably like 90 minutes, whatever. And I get home and it's two o'clock and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's two hours. And, you know, and then I started watching it and I was like, oh, God, I, it's been like 30 <laughs> minutes and they're still in the car. <laughs> like, um, so I was not watching this under like a very comfortable timeline. But at the same time, I don't think the situation I had watched this in would have made that much of a difference because it was something I was really interested in. Uh, I probably wouldn't have cared as much. Yeah, I agree. I think we should, we should, cause I enjoy, I definitely enjoyed watching this. Now I agree with you when we, when I leave this big boy movie, when I leave the big boy movie to like a buzzer beater, I like, I feel like more times than none, I don't like it because I'm rushing through it. I think we should just like try to decide earlier in the week so I could watch it on. I mean, we Sunday decided like this pretty early in the week. I was That's slacking. Why I watched it Sunday. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> I and again, I don't think like I watched Bill and Ted last minute last week, and I was perfectly happy with Bill I and mean, Ted. I mean, that's a that's a movie you you can enjoy at any time. Like, yeah. You know, if you're in a rush, yeah, obviously you can enjoy that movie. It's a quick, fun movie. Yeah. Is, this is not <laughs> that. This is not Bill and Ted. No. So, uh, yeah, only regret a little bit that I didn't request Mulan this week. So, um, <laughs> Baby, you can't make me pay. Someone's going to have to donate me $30 if you're, if I'm going to would Mulan. split it. We have the same Disney plus account. We split it. We, we can split it with Charlie too. He'll fucking watch Mulan. Charlie will watch anything. I'm, do, um, I'm down to do like, I want to do a joint Disney live action remake like show. I want to do all of them because I think I have this, I'm going to have the same thoughts on all of them. So I just want yeah, to like I've I the <laughs> only live action ones I've watched are Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. I didn't see Cinderella. Actually, that may be most of them. There's Cinderella, so those two, and then right. uh, uh, oh Aladdin. Aladdin. I didn't see Aladdin, Aladdin. either. Aladdin. Um, I so the thing with me is the reason I haven't seen these besides Lion King. I have not seen the cartoon Aladdin. I have not seen cartoon Mulan. I've not seen the cartoon Beauty and the Beast. I've not seen the cartoon Cinderella. Like I just, okay. I, I'm like, I have to see, I probably should see those first because from what I've seen on reviews, those are better than the live actions. Well, yeah. Those are all classics. Um, and the live action ones are not as much. <laughs> um, so well, especially the Lion King one's the only one that I've seen like extreme hate on. Um, whereas Mulan, Aladdin, even Cinderella, especially Beauty and the Beast. I've well, seen apparently, like it. So. I, I was telling you, my coworker watched Mulan, and he sent us a Slack on Saturday night just to tell us about how much he hated watching Mulan. So oh, this one could okay. be has potential to be pretty freaking bad. I saw that they like the Chinese version is trying to please the Chinese government a lot, <laughs> and the Chinese government still still won't let them play it. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, that's kind of funny to me. <laughs> no, well, I mean, they got like a Chinese director and everything. Like, it's apparently very like akin to Chinese cinema with the crazy wirework action and all that. But yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, but why the fuck is Pride yeah. and Prejudice popular right now on Letterboxd? 
everything's popular on Letterboxd at some point. <laughs> People just watch it. <laughs> People just randomly get on the Pride and Prejudice train yeah, 15 no. years later. Um, but yeah, BB, this was a, a fun episode, even though we didn't agree. I think we got we got some variety in here in our episodes now. Now people can be like, oh yeah, that was the one BB and John didn't agree on. No, fuck you, John. I'm ending this podcast. No, <laughs> oh, no, no. Shut the fuck up. I quit. This is what breaks me. This is my last Jedi. <laughs> do you know, um, do you know it's like uh first take in the sports world, like Stephen A. Smith and those people who just like yell yelling sports shows? Yeah, sports um, yelling. Yeah, sports yelling. <laughs> what if we just made our podcast like that? Sports yelling. Right? Just <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be so down for that. Uh, I guess we'd, we usually agree a lot of the time. Uh, so we'll have to find some really divisive movies or just fake it, I guess. Or, yeah, every every movie will go in and be like, okay, this week I'll be the person who hates this movie. Yeah. And we'll, just- <laughs> well, when Black Widow finally drops, whenever that happens, we uh, you can hate Black Widow and I'll, <laughs> I'll go to bat for it, I guess. Okay. okay. <laughs> I like how you're going all in on it. Butter will end the podcast is what Great Monorail says. It absolutely yeah. will. I'll it's tell you our what. finale guaranteed butter will be the last movie we ever review on big boy movies <laughs> if me and bb are deciding that we don't want to do the podcast anymore we'll be like well we have to yeah. do one more episode and it's on butter <laughs> that's uh that's gonna be great monorails like moment where he sees we review butter and he's gonna be like oh my god and then he's gonna be like oh no like just a flood of emotions <laughs> Me and BB are just on the episode, just be like, God, this is the movie that just made me disinterested in movies. I'm done. Yeah. It's over. I don't, I, like I don't even want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> I've I've given away all my opinions on all movies because of Butter. Butter is just another thing that I just made me realize I'm cinema's not for me. It's not. <sighs> well, uh I guess I'm thinking of ending this podcast oh and also another thing another formal announcement is i'm changing the sign off if you if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time you know that i usually say stay big you beautiful boys and girls um and i was thinking about it in the shower the other night and i'm like that's not as inclusive as it could be so i've i've changed it and from now and forever onward i will be ending the podcast by saying stay big you beautiful people